Welcome back to 78 Ampton, and today I'm joined by Elle Graham and Danny Harley, who everyone probably know better as uh, Woods and the Kite String Tangle, respectively. But together, they are Tornado Club, a new collaborative project. How's it going, guys? Oh, really good. Very good. That's good to hear. And we're, you know, we're here today because um, coming up soon, you guys are dropping your debut EP, uh, Reset, as, as the project together um, for, for Tornado Club. But before we dive too far into that, we always like to start the interview by asking what you've been listening to recently. What's been spinning in your playlists or maybe some vinyl that you've been uh, on high rotation lately? Um, I really like, there's this artist called November Ultra, who... I've been listening to, I found her on TikTok, but she's like a French, like, it sounds like old timey, beautiful, peaceful French music. And um, I've been rinsing that probably the last like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still rinsing it on TikTok or have you taken it to a different uh, a different medium now? Oh yeah, now I'm in Spotify. I found her, her EP and it's just so beautiful. It sounds like um, iPhone recordings or something, like the, the vocals are panned right and left. At just her singing together and it just sounds really nice and intimate and french so i'm really enjoying that you can hear the crackle of the cigarette in the background yeah yeah <laughs> i've been um listening to telenova because uh because last time we got asked this question that's what Elle said. <laughs> <laughs> so next interview yeah. you got some you got some yeah, french music on the, on the go oh that's great How, are you liking it Danny? yeah it's really good yeah it's like it's a bit more like uh it's almost got like a country flavor sometimes, mm. which is fun. Bass lines are so good. I think like it's just so like easy listening. I've been putting on like Telenova radio on Spotify and you just like go on the best journey. It's very pleasing. To me, Telenova really has that feeling of... Um... It's got it's very it's got a place, you know what I mean? Like it puts me into a location. Like I feel like maybe it is the country kind of vibe to it that it puts me in a desert. Somewhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very beautiful visually. Like it just has such a significant sort of place, which I've I don't know, with my projects I've always tried to really put the character in this other zone. So I've just been quite drawn to the way that it's all rolled out in this way where you're like Man, they just, they must have been working on this for a while, just like locking up all of these beautiful dominoes. Um, just I'm really impressed. Yeah, no, it's, it, I've been really enjoying the, uh, the new stuff from Telenova. Uh, well, actually, before we, I want to push it back one more question. <laughs> yeah. Just on the TikTok thing, uh, we've been saying that, um, well, me personally, Sam, not so much. He's not as much into TikTok, but I've been finding so much of my new music on TikTok. Have you guys been finding that it's just taking over as like a really good music discovery tool? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like like say November Ultra seeing our EP, it's like the sometimes there's a difference between how many people are on Spotify versus how many people are on TikTok, and so there's this like element of like. I don't know it's almost like going to see a support or something, but like they're massive in this one place that's like all celebrating like the process and um, the songwriting and the, I don't know, inspiration. And then you go over to Spotify and it's almost like you've just stumbled across like the beginnings of something. I don't know. But I feel like <laughs> when I, when I see live music or something, I don't know, that, that's what been my experience with TikTok. Cause I'm just like, this should be massive. Like it is here. <laughs> or it's like, you know, massive everywhere because it's just, it just seems like it's, the way it's kind of yeah. edited. I, I haven't like discovered that much. Uh, I, I kind of just discover the ones that everyone else discovers all at once, like the Olivia Reed Rodriguez 
and and you know that those kind of things um the ones that are like trends and stuff but uh yeah maybe i think i'm not tapped into the right tiktok algorithms <laughs> your algorithm's just yeah, like serving well, you great yeah yeah, yeah absolutely really cute song the other day and it's just this guy singing about being a muffin man and it like blew up and he's just like i'm a muffin man and i'm like yes this Definitely is it the, the horizons a bit into yeah. what's what's commercially viable totally. well you, the best thing about tiktok i found is that if you want to go hunting for that kind of stuff you just have to like just go to like a new music hashtag and mm-hmm. it like the algorithm just feeds it to you like once you like a few it's just like danny wants new music let's fucking yeah. to him <laughs> well i guess this is probably the question that you guys have have probably had to answer a hundred times but i'm sorry you're gonna have to do it again how'd you guys hook up was it was it a meet cute in a library what's going on like how'd you guys musically hook up i guess well we've i think we've narrowed it down because we didn't really know like it's just sort of been a, a while of like mutual gigs and experiences and like festivals and things like running into each other um backstage and be like hey um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i think maybe in brisbane yeah. um great city yeah great city i'm a queenslander too yes um, good three of us that, that makes yeah. it Whew. round it out yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i think yeah that that length show potentially yeah yeah um, and we're just sort of like peripherally that. aware of each other's projects and fans and uh ended up writing together a few times over the course of a few years um and then yeah i guess the there's this writing camp called song hubs i think that was probably the first one where we were like we're like let's continue to do this (laughs) um and yeah we we just wrote a song that we both really liked and we you know found out that we had really similar influences um and just i guess wanted to explore them further and yeah ever since then we've kind of We've kind of had it in the back of our heads that maybe it'll it'll be its own project one day rather than being for just woods or for kite string tangle but um yeah we kind of just had that as in the back of our heads and then only recently have been like actually this is good we did an ep <laughs> this yeah. <laughs> yeah we just keep writing music and it's like um i don't know it's it's very exciting when you do have a lot of shared influences um i haven't I haven't had that like so closely linked before with a collaborator where it's just because you sonically just like grew up on the same things or like you found the same things. It's like the textures that you start a song with or like the way of writing or the, I don't know, like it's just, it means that it's very quick to write together. And that I think like both of us have been in sort of band environments to some degree and like for us to commit to being in a new like partnership with someone it's like it really did have to be like this is matching up very well and like even like on how you want to release it and how you where you see it going and what you i don't know like everything just kind of is easy because of that no absolutely and you guys have both both mentioned there that you kind of had these shared influences what kind of influences were there? What were those those artists or, or maybe it wasn't even musical yeah, influences? Yeah, we keep finding like, them, to be honest. Um, because, <laughs> like, like it started with, like, Sigur Ross and Yonzi. Um, we're both huge fans. We actually r- ran into each other at Splendor backstage one time because we were both, like, stalking Yonzi, trying to, like, find the opportune time to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think because he walked past me and I just, like, grabbed Yonzi's arm and was like... Thank you. Like I had no plan. I, I was talking to him like maybe. Yeah, and yeah, Danny was like, <laughs> was 
like and he was like thank you for stopping <laughs> but I had no plan I was just like hey thank Good. you for like changing my life <laughs> like wow um, and then just, like staring at you just like oh no and now I've got nothing <laughs> the big one is um Sufjan Stevens we just found out that Death Cab for Cutie was a big one for both of us oh true yeah. that's that oh wow because you would have read that what's that Maybe. i did it we did an interview where we were because we we're writing them remote it's like we read each other's answers and we're like yeah that's right <laughs> there's weird ones as well like we both like cold play we both like enya yeah yeah i was literally i was gonna say i was gonna make a joke did you both listen to enya and i was like nah it's pretty it could be niche if it's not an answer and i'm now really regretting the fact i didn't go for it <laughs> no, so good man. And it was like my sleep album when I was growing up. Um, but then because Lord of the Rings was like a massive deal to me, mm. it was like the idea that she could also be the elf music. I was just yeah. like, this is literally the best. Like that's <laughs> that's like career goals is to be the voice of the elves. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I think Coldplay, I find um, just cop way too much shit for people that actually genuinely create yeah and some incredible very divisive um as an act i think they're like you know quite they're quite vanilla for some people um or at least they're painted that way but i i like their their uh viva la vida album was produced by brian eno and john hopkins like and they did incredible things to get those sounds yeah yeah, another couple of huge influences i think um i think they're cooler than than people think they are yeah, I think, look, we can all accept that they're pretty mainstream pop, but they're definitely pushing the boundaries of that mainstream pop world yeah. more than a lot of other artists yeah. are in that sort of yeah, yeah. scale. Yeah, definitely. I think um, often when I'm, I don't know, having a filter around the word, like that's lame or something, or like that's too cheesy. Um, I like, I think it's come up with Danny and I a bit, where it's like, would Chris Martin just be able to say that? And it's like, that's just because like, we're, sometimes you're really afraid to just say like the most, simple truth or like um just be like really obvious yeah um, and conversational and i think he just he walks this like i don't know delicate line between like quite alternative and then just like fully like this is how i feel (laughs) there's like an emotional earnestness to that but it's that's okay that's enough about Chris Martin because he he gets enough snaps wherever he goes. He's 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 doing all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back to Tornado Club. So, the EP reset. I mean, there's heartbreak all through this um, EP, and you guys have talked at length about how it was not necessarily about releasing the music, and it was more like music for therapy. Did you like? Did that change? Was there a departure in your sort of the the creative process because it was you didn't see it as music to be released? Um, yeah, yeah I, I would say so. Yeah, it was pretty unique in terms of creative process because it was like, you know, a pretty odd time to be <laughs> writing writing music. Like it was, like uh, yeah, you know, the, the day after a breakup is still very fresh. Still, like, hadn't you know fully sunken in, and and uh, like I was saying this the other day, if if Elle hadn't like changed her flights and and it if it wasn't going to be a massive inconvenience to her, I would have canceled the session. So it was, almost, <laughs> it was almost like a forced, you have to write today. Like, um, and just definitely not. So I think that definitely 
you know, we weren't necessarily writing for anything, but it definitely would have informed the creative process quite significantly. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a while there as well, it was just like um, only we had heard the music um, for like quite a long time, like throughout kind of the whole process. It was like our immediate maybe like family or partners or like it's that's the only bubble like it wasn't taking it into a meeting and being like what is this is this (laughs) like it was just like um we just kept writing and I think it kind of reminded me also that like that's that's the best bit is like writing and making stuff that you solely believe in and um you're really excited about and yeah even like in the mixing process like Danny mixed the the whole EP which is awesome and nobody really until the last minute hey yeah and and it was like it was still I remember you said like do you think the mix is good and I was like yeah and he's like well that's all that matters and it's like that's so nice because I think I had sort of in my own project just been like does everyone think this is good like I'm like a little (laughs) bit worried or something like I put it out to a bigger group thing but it's like the CP we think it's it's like some of our best work and so that's just this like full I don't know um yeah, full heart behind it, where you're like, yeah. this is, yeah. I there was that. like a Rick Rubin quote that I read the other day that was like something to the effect of like, as soon as you've like written or as soon as you've released a song, it's a success, regardless of how it's received. And I think like yeah. that was a, a big thing for us. Um, we- that's actually pretty, that's that's quite quite good from Rick. He's done well there, I'll be honest. <laughs> For a man who, who says some some wild shit yeah, sometimes. He, he also he's good can... on Instagram and he like posts one a day, but then like deletes the old one. So there's an, only ever one post on his Instagram page oh. and it's a new one every day. It's actually pretty good. I quote. But it's a quote from himself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, love that from yeah. That's really, um, I don't know, quite, quite bold. <laughs> Like, have I said something brilliant today? <laughs> Imagine if you had to pick one thing a day, like of the, every word you said, and be like, "This is my quote for the day." My quote would be like, "What's the stupidest thing I've said?" Today? <laughs> like that would be, yeah, that would definitely be it. Can you guys hear me? Is my camera on? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty twenty one. <laughs> The, you also like you mentioned that it was a, a weird time to write, and 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 you know, Danny mentioned that you'd come out of this this long term relationship. But the other obvious big thing that was happening was was COVID and, and the pandemic. And you mentioned that you started writing before COVID, and then sort of it, it continued through the pandemic. Was there sort of two parts to this writing process? Did it change in any way? Obviously, you couldn't have collaborated in person as much, but did it change in any way? Um, having to deal with that, and and is that is there anything sort of identifiable in the in the uh, the release that you think? Well, this is a COVID song or something like that. Yeah, I mean the EP ends with a song called "Let Go," and I remember like that was completely remote. Where um, I remember I was just like doing some gardening, like I was in the thick of Melbourne lockdown, and Danny was like, "I'm feeling that like a song about like reconciliation and like," um, and it felt really nice. Like, I, I just remember the specific part of my garden I was in. It's just like, yeah, like, it's it's really cool because starting it from, like, a really fragile place, it's like, that's where Danny's at now and he wants to write about it. And it's like, it was just very, I don't know, he sent through some piano ideas and then I sent back some vocals and then Danny really, like, drove a new dro- vocal line forward. But it was, like, very, like, just throwing a bunch of ingredients into a folder and being like, what is this song? So for me, that's, like, more of a 
COVID song maybe or like a yeah I guess it like forces yeah. you to because uh, you can't have that the immediacy of like um, having the other person confirm if an idea is good or not and so you have to like be more confident in your own decisions and you have more time to reflect on that kind of stuff so it's like a, a collaboration with more independent thought rather than being truly collaborative I don't know Mm. Which is quite an ironic way to look at a collaboration, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of nice because, like, you know, sometimes that's – I've been in sessions definitely where it's um, – where you would probably prefer to, like, sit on something for a bit and then you would, you know, have a different uh, opinion on, on things. Never with L, but, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I was sitting down writing at the piano, it's like I might sing about – like some something very specific to me and sometimes to bring that into like a collaborative writing session like talking about like a specific house or something that you know or whatever it's like no one else was there blah blah, blah. so you kind of like sometimes you can drift towards these more um not generic but like just shared experiences mm-hmm. um so yeah i think like, like doing it remotely and the, the like same bones of a track uh and you were to do it, try to finish it in a, a couple of days in person versus over email or whatever separately, you would arrive at two totally different places. Totally. Yeah. Do you think that there's ever a chance that, you, you know, the, 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 the tracks that you came up in that remote way, when you came together finally to, to sort of work through them, um, you know, in person, did you ever think, well, actually, now that we've done this, maybe we would change it a little bit? I don't think so. Yeah. Because we literally we didn't we didn't ever come back in person like it was yeah like it got mixed and it was done like it yeah we didn't get to kind of come back and be like what does this sound like live or like congratulations we did an EP it was like <laughs> remote by the end um, and the the realist sort of thing we've done I suppose was we played live um, up in Brisbane we did like our first single we sort of debuted it up there and that felt really amazing because it's not only have we not played live in ages but you get to see people enjoying something that you've kept secret and all of the things that you know live music brings but that's kind of the the realist point and at that point you can't really be like let's change it (laughs) (laughs) just before you go on stage can we just quickly rewrite that uh that second part (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) the uh, speaking of taking it live i mean when you you've a lot of this music obviously relates to um you know very intimate personal experiences and i'm assuming through the process of of writing the ep and and sort of just living you know through that time there's a lot of growth there's a lot of different mind spaces to where you might have been when you were initially starting those songs when you finally get to take something like this live are you how do you feel about those experiences and, and how they've sort of created this this piece of art or is this just a separate process, product of those things and they're not really as linked anymore? I think, um, like, I think they're always, like, Elle always says, like, she's grateful that I was, like, willing to share the experience or whatever throughout the EP, but I, f- I feel like it's so easy to do because it's such a universal <laughs> experience. Like, everyone can immediately relate like it's not a challenge to relate to it so i feel like it's it's even easier to be a shared experience and it doesn't really ever feel like 
you know, it's about my own experience, even though it kind of is, but it's like, it's never felt like that to me. So I, I think it's, um, yeah, it'll just be like a, a really, it'll be a really nice thing to play live because I think uh, it's, everyone can immediately sort of put themselves there and it'll be something really nice to share, like a really nice moment. Yeah, there's been a couple of messages that have come through where it's like people are going through something similar and it's like, it's not, yeah, like that's kind of the beautiful thing with releasing music. It's like, it's not our song anymore. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, yeah, life is just that experience living in it with your community and um, yeah, like, which is just always so special. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, it is interesting to hear, you know, like, Everyone does put their own spin on it, on a, on especially music. Um, when when it, when they receive it, you know, like it, it may mean a completely different emotional sort of beat to a, a listener than it was to an artist. So it's always interesting to hear about those different sort of experiences and, and different perceptions that, yeah, as list, as listeners versus what, what you guys put out as artists. But I guess this one, this one for me, you know, a couple of people I know who who um, like to produce music and, and stuff like that say, hey, Kite String Tangle, Woods, have, they both have this knack, especially, you know, in your solo projects, you guys have this knack of creating something that sounds incredibly intimate, but also at the same time is is huge and feels like almost physically like volu- like voluminous. Like what's the secret? How does it work? Because I'm just, I'm just trying to help out some mates here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a plug in after, after this. um but even even beyond the sounds it's it's the it's the uh it's the it's the song structure i feel that that works i think think we're 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 both big fans of a finale or a climax i think and that's Mm -hmm. that you know the sigiros thing as well they love a build a big long build i think cinematic we both like cinematic things and um a bit of probably film score influence, that kind of thing. That's probably plays a bit a part of it. Yeah, like acoustic and um, electronic, like potentially, like depending on the song, it could go a bit more, but like blending a bunch of samples of real things um, is always nice. Uh, yeah. I think also like we are songwriters. So um, it's like, uh, yeah, there's our voices will always make whatever we do um, fit into this box of like, that's Woods, like her voice sounds like that. Um, So you can kind of explore with the production. And I think like we're both pretty playful with the production side where it's just, it's really fun to, to make it big, but also I guess from also seeing a lot of live shows and loving those pin drop moments, it's like trying to, (laughs) trying to have a, a bit of both where, um, because yeah when you like playing live and you like creating a live show there's I think that also feeds into the process a lot where it's like will will this be like this massive climax or like what's its purpose in the in the journey good tips I'll uh I'll write them down for a master class <laughs> <laughs> when you guys head back to your 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 solo projects what's like the the one key takeaway that you'll you, you'll take from tornado club Oh, good question. <clears throat> Honesty is like something like I do that already, but I think sometimes I can hide in some metaphors and things. And I think especially at the moment, I've been really listening to like my friends' stories and my like what everyone's kind of going through. And I think, yeah, being being raw and open and 
having this vulnerability. I do try and do it in my music, but I think from this experience in particular, it's like, that's, that's what kind of makes us all connected and human. And like, it will definitely go into my next, next thing. Yeah. I, can't, I, I, for me, there's like a lot of production things that I'll carry over because like mm -hmm. I, even in the mixing and um, a bunch of the production stage, like, I don't know, we had a lot of fun producing the tracks up for this because uh, it was a completely new project with no uh, like expectations or like um, prior things that people would think it might sound like. So I guess having that openness to just create uh, without anything in mind, um, kind of mm. nice. So I think I'll probably try to keep that spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and so what it's looking towards the end of the year and maybe into 2022 for for Woods, for the Kite String Tangle and for Tornado Club, what, what do things look like? Wait, are we in 2022? Into oh, no, sorry. The end of this year and into 2022. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Skip this year. What's happening next year? <laughs> oh um, well, we're going to play, like, fingers crossed, we're going to play some shows. Um, we're going to do our best. Yeah. Uh, hopefully get vaccinated. That'd be pretty. Cool. <laughs> um, that'd be lovely. Shows at the end of the year, and uh, I guess yeah, we'll sort of disappear into our own projects again, sort of start mid next year. But we're kind of like we're both interested in seeing if there if if it's possible for the projects to exist in parallel to some degree. Um, so we might give that a, a run <laughs> to try and do all three at the same time. But um, yeah, I guess just keep writing music. Something something that's really exciting for both Elle and I with Tornado Club is the ability to write essentially double the amount of music than you currently do or, or release double the amount. Um, so yeah, I think if possible, we'll, I don't know. It's just like we get to write twice as much and release twice as much potentially, which is cool. Or half as often, but I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really it really, you ever seen that show, First Dates? It really feels like at the end when they're like, hey, you guys going on a second date? They're like, oh, yeah, oh, like, oh, yeah. No. like, I'm interested, like, I, I guess. I think this was more of a one EP thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who paid for dinner? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, the debut EP reset is out on the 30th of July and Tornado Club, the, the project's amazing. The EP sounds amazing. So, uh, yeah, Danny and Elle, thanks for, for taking the time out to, to chat to us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much.